welcome to Behind the Player. Good afternoon, Episode everyone, three. or morning, depending on when you're listening. I am your host, Josh Ahern. And I'm your host, co-host, I suppose, Brian Acompo. I'd say you're a host. I think co-host is sort of, um, you know... Sidekick. It makes it sound like it's a... Like it's yeah. a sidekick, you're, yeah. You're right. not a sidekick, Brian. Let's I'd try this it. again. Let's try this again from the top. Uh, okay. Welcome to Behind the Player, episode three. I'm your host, Josh Ahern. And I'm also your host, Brian Compo. Fantastic, Brian. It's uh, Absolutely. been a while. It has been, hasn't it? I've been, uh, I've been thinking about you a lot, actually, Josh. I've, got, um, I've had some lovely thoughts about you, if I can be honest. Oh, yeah? Well, that's good because, um, you know, we've had some... Uh, We've had some feedback that's not um, 100% positive, which I'm not used to, I have to say. I, I, generally, um, I, I generally get 100% positive feedback on most aspects of my life. And I find it very challenging when somebody has something to say that's less than sterling. Right, so, right. Well, look... I I am um, I tend to I tend to take it as part of the game. It's when you consider um uh well, let's just say Andreas Soleno who is easily one of the best soccer players ever to have played and he mm. had some criticism. So for me it's just like saying, you know, even the best players in the in the world get some criticism because you can't be liked by everyone. So that's how I take it. I think to be honest, I have nothing but respect for you, Josh, and I think that you're an amazing commentator, and um, you respect the sport more than anyone else that I know. So, just know that that you are still well, extremely valued by the majority. Oh, what are these comments, by the way, Josh? Well, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll address some positive ones first. Okay, we've got a we've got a five star review here from Ali. Excellent. Yes. Like Muhammad Ali, yep. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only sports podcast I have or ever will listen to, five out of five sports. Easily. And that's five stars. Easily. Yeah. This is great. Thank you, Ali. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And uh, another review from Kurt. Utterly inspiring. Makes me wish I'd done better in that egg and spoon race when I was five. <laughs> Funny he should mention Egg and Spoon because we're going to be talking about Egg and Spoon later. Indeed. Um, thanks very much for that, Kurt. Much appreciated. And uh, look, here's something. I don't know if this is what you'd consider trolling. Here's one star review from uh, Lachlan. We've if had some recall, trouble we, with Lachlan before. Some, yeah, well, we had this sort of weird all caps rant last week, which I don't know if this is the same person maybe it is because it seems equally sort of unhinged and incoherent hmm. um, he, he just says bad garbage people who live in a digital bin <laughs> you gotta admire his creativity but uh it doesn't sound like he's into sports very much does it well i'd say that's that's going to be the you know the point of contention I, because if you are into sports, how can you have any issue with what we're doing? Yeah. At all. It sounds to me like he's somebody who's probably listening to meandering music. He's one of those musician types. 
Oh, you're getting you're getting that vibe from. I am. From I this, am. Uh, review. And I'm not talking about you know this. There's nothing wrong with rock and roll. There's nothing wrong with ACDC or Cold Chisel. But I've been hearing this music lately that just doesn't seem to go anywhere. It's it's uh, what's the word? Brone, brone, drone, drone right. music. And it just, I don't even know if that counts as music. So, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to disregard that, that Lachlan person. That's fine. Look, it's just a meaningless comment. It's pointless. I, I, just go back, to your, go back to your little land of, of worthless music and just, you know, stick to yourself. The only, the only drones I'm interested in are the ones that deliver death from above on a, like, Pakistani wedding at, at zero cost and consequence to That's the people right. who order it and operate it. That's right. You know, it, it, apart from that, I, I don't care. Absolutely. So, you know, get get lost. Damn, son. Anyway, so that's the comments for the day. No, no, we've got we've got a bit more. And look, okay, I, great. I'm not great. trying to put you in a bad mood. No, I'm. I'm I look, I'm, I'm. Brian's um. Brian's a passionate man. He get, he gets fired up pretty easily and. And once he's hot, you know, it's it's hard to cool him down. But, um, you know, this is just in the interest of full transparency. Barry says, Ha, huh, it took me a whole ten minutes to realize you two are serious. But then I really got into it. Well done, guys. I don't, Overall, I don't know why it took him ten minutes. Comment. I don't know why it took him ten minutes. What is that? I don't know, because... We we open the first episode and we're straight into talking about how important sports are to us. Well, I mean, look, so let's I, let's I see the positives. Let's see the positives. At least he realizes now how passionate we are about the sports. So, um, yeah, thanks, Barry. We appreciate your listening. We appreciate your okay. Audience. Uh, you you want to give him a pass for that one, and and that's you know, I, I mean, my first instinct was to attack, but um, that shows your generous spirit, Brian, and. Thank you for that. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's fine. It's fantastic. Another comment from Kurt here, uh, sent by Carrier Pigeon. Almost as good as when Patrick Swayze ripped that guy's throat out in Roadhouse. <laughs> Two sweaty thumbs up. I don't know if it's the same Kurt, but um, that's fantastic. And you know what? That sort of uh, makes me think we should do a feature on bouncing in the future. The sport of bouncing. It it actually was originally yes. a sport back in uh, in the Roman days before the well, uh, before the fondue I mean, orgies. You have this thing in in the film Roadhouse where um, you know you hear these guys talking about how you know this guy's the best. Like he's a he's a well known bouncer. Mm-hmm. You know from f- up and down the whole West Coast or whatever, and it sort of posits this world where. Um, people talk about bouncers in any sort of context apart from what assholes they are, like what insecure, power-hungry dickheads they are. Yeah. Um, so you might you might think that's a bit fantastical, but as Brian's saying, it is based on facts that's real. Ben says, you guys are fucked. Keep it up. What is your opinion on the intentional walk rule? in MLB. Yep, yep. Or the six mound visits rule. Please also address the general quality of your podcast. Thank you. The general quality of our podcast. I think it's fantastic. I can answer that one. Same. I think this is probably yeah, the highest quality really sports good. sports um, review show that that has existed. And I've checked 
I've checked in frustration, or, uh, pardon me, I've checked out of frustration pretty much every podcast that exists through most of Europe, through India, through uh, North America, and in Australia. And I found that most of them fall short of being interesting, whereas ours, we actually address the real issues. So there's your answer. Uh, who was that from again? Uh, ben. Ben. Well, there's your answer, Ben. Thanks, ben, for, ben, thanks for writing in. Ben M. Ben yeah, 10. I, I mean, I could talk about the general quality of our podcast for the whole length of the podcast, but then I think it would affect the, the general quality of the podcast. So I, I think that would be self-defeating and somewhat... Um, you know, like a Ouroboros, you know, a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I don't really want to get into that, but I think, you know, thanks for bringing it up. Um, I guess, you know, we're humble guys and we don't want to get too into boasting and stuff, but yeah, the general quality is good. Um, good to great. Great to supreme. Yeah, I mean, uh, the other you know, I could keep going, but, you know, it's like you said. The... The six mound visits rule in MLB. I've had a lot of people... What, what do you uh, think of this? Well, I've, I've had a lot of discussions lately with, um, funnily enough, with people on the train. And uh, it's been a topic of conversation that I keep kind of overhearing from people. And I do find it interesting. Um, I'm at a bit of a loss sometimes as to how I feel about it, whether it's... Uh, I don't know. There's a part of me that sorry, feels a I bit should, upset about sorry it. Sorry to interrupt. I, yes. I should um, just clarify for the audience. Uh, MLB means minor lawn bowls. Um, you know, sometimes I forget that not everyone knows the acronyms and all that. So, sorry, go on. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm actually amazed that people who listen to the show wouldn't know that. But that's fine. That's fine. We're here to, uh, let's just assume that we're here to educate as well. But uh, yeah, I think uh, the the subject on um, and the subjects come up quite a bit around me. Uh, and the other day on the train, I overheard about six people talking about it on their way to work. Um, and I was on my way to check out the um, the MCG for the. Uh, I was asked to to review the grounds before an important game, um, a private game. But um, what a yeah, great idea! Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, it's it's all part of the job. But, um, yeah, I don't know whether to feel, uh, you know, the, the natural instinct for me is to feel frustrated. But, I don't know, this is, there's another part of me that feels that, um, that maybe this is necessary. What do you think, Josh? Mm, I, I agree. I think it's something that, um, that can be done, and it should be done. And once it has been done, I think everybody everywhere will sit back and look at it and say... You know, thank God we did that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I think in the end, I, I, I trust your judgment. I think you might be right. Hey, um, I can hear your neighbor thank, trying thank out you. his uh, his mini cart. Has he got a race today? Yeah, as you know, um, that, that's right. I, uh, <clears throat> you know, most people would hesitate to move into a um, sort of a go karting area of a neighborhood, mm-hmm. but for me, I'm sports mad you know bring it on you know i've i've lived next to a, a greyhound racing track i've um i've lived in an underground boxing ring um you know wherever the action is i go there that's right and um, that's right now the neighbors the neighbors just doing circuits and he's um just by himself and uh it's quite funny actually his his dog's sort of chasing after the cart <laughs> um 
It's a very and that's, comical scene. That's his greyhound, isn't it? His racing greyhound? Should be able to keep up. That's right, yeah. Well, not not quite, but um, you know, I think her I think Daisy's best race was is behind her. I mean that's why she's sort of retired now. Right. <clears throat> she's the only one of her whole litter to, to make it out of the race. The rest of them were, were put down on the track. Um, yeah various fantastic yeah. races yeah uh, but anyway look there, there's something that I wanted to do and you sort of did a bit of it already but because there's there's been a, a bit of strange comments and I think they're designed to sort of confuse us and I mean I don't really know I, I don't even want to consider what what the motivations are but you know this show is is really great and I I think the best thing for us to do would be to talk about how, you know, just to have a, a couple of rounds of affirmation going back and forth. Um, so, Brian, I want to say um, you're my favorite sport expert and you sound fantastic on the internet and I'm, I'm really happy to be doing this show with you. Wow, Josh. Well, first of all... Um the feelings are reciprocal, without a doubt. You are you are the same to me as you say that I am to you. And um, it's funny, I, I, as, as a compliment back to you, and, and I'm not doing this because you've complimented me, it's, it's purely because I've, I've been thinking about this, but I have been into sports since, uh, since before I could talk, actually. There are videos of me... Um, trying to race my um, my cot as a child while my father was watching uh, NASCAR and um, mm. so, so I've been studying sports and, and and been interested in all sorts of sports since I was you know extremely young and before doing this show I, I was I was convinced that I knew more than most people and that I you know I to my arrogance um, I was convinced that I knew that, I, that there was nothing left for me to know. And having started this show with you, I've come to realize that that there's so much more to learn. And you've been um, a guide for me in, in some regards. So I, I really appreciate working with you. Thank you, Josh. I would um, say back to you, uh, I've always admired how you deal very fairly and... Um, You've, you've got a real sense of fair play on the field and off. And I think that sort of creates an aura, which, um, you know, I, I've seen influencing the people around. Oh, that was a close one. Sorry. It, that was quite a corner he took there. Very good. Very good. <laughs> well, he must um, be going so for back it. to it. I, I would say that um, you, you're always you're always trying to apply your own personal code of ethics to every situation and I think that's at the heart of why you're such a strong sports commentator and analysis man thank you Josh I, I truly truly appreciate it and um, if I can just give you another compliment the reason I was going to bring up uh, egg and spoon racing earlier is that for uh, most of the audience wouldn't actually know this but I before Here we, we met, we before we met, I was actually at your Egg and Spoon Racing Championship, the one that you won back, uh, what was that, 12 years ago? In, uh, That's in uh, was that in Parks? And it was incredible. I've never uh, seen... Abu Dhabi. 
Oh, right. Okay. It was. It was. Absolutely. And I've never seen... Oh, that's, I've that's never seen. My mind. Are, you, are you serious? I have never seen such grace, and it, it it was almost like watching ballet the way you were playing. It was incredible. So I've I've always admired you as as an athlete, and um, <laughs> that's that's really important to me. Well, um, I don't I don't even know what to say. I I had no idea that you were there. I was. And after that, I followed pretty much every sport that you did and, and um, all your commentaries and your, your website back in the GeoCities days. I was, I was paying attention to that website that you had. That was great. Well, well I, I guess it was inevitable that we, um, you know, we ended up creating this. Uh, I mean, I see this podcast as the, the apex of my existence so far. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... and I've been very successful. I've I count that those blessings, and and you have been as well. That's right. Um, I have I have no regrets. You know, I've been. I'm really glad we did this segment because that's completely. I you know the, these people who sent these sort of negative comments. I don't even. I don't even care. That's that's fantastic. I know we're doing the right thing. Um, you know, I, I, I trust you. I trust myself. That's right. That's right. Everything and is I, right. I earlier brought up Andreas Salano, the, uh, the world-famous soccer player. And like him, I remember his conversation on uh, PBQ uh, with Pablo Estavas when he was asked about his criticism and his critics, and he disregarded them. He said, no, I'm here for the love of sport. I know that what I'm doing is good. And I think that uh, that applies here, Josh. I think that... I think that this is very good, and I have no complaints or regrets about this show. I know that it's good, and I know that we have some true fans out there. So this is this is excellent. Let's make a pledge right now to to move forward with uh, strength and, and confidence, and to um, never again allow uh, doubts. Done. I agree with you. Fantastic. Well, let's let's get into the news, shall we? Let's do it. Big bad Jackie and I'm starting this off. The Rams get down so nobody scores. And don't you worry, cause the Rams are rapping. When game time comes, we'll be back to Jackson. We can't sing and our dance is not pretty. But we'll do our best for the team and the city. So get on your feet and clap your hands. Let's ram it right now with the L.A. Rams. Hollywood Hanson, Dodge City Tough. If you throw it my way, it's gonna get rough. I like to ram it, as you can see. Nobody likes ramming any more than me. They call me Zeta. Nobody dresses sweeter. But under this cool is a quarterback with Streeter. I come from the end, looking for the sack. I don't stop coming till I put him on the back. Now, the first news I item here is in the uh the the large wacky world of the wwe mm-hmm. i know you're a huge fan i am and, I, I don't um, i actually don't find it wacky at I, all I'm, 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 i take it very seriously brian brian you know this is one of the um sticking points between myself and brian i i sort of admire the tongue-in-cheek nature of of the show some people say it's fake i think that is a complete misreading of the situation and i have nothing but contempt for anyone who says that that's right i do i do think that it involves a lot of showmanship and that that in in some ways it's almost as important as the as the moves you know that's part of the strategy and for me look if if we're going to talk about showmanship you know um let's just bring up cold chisel for example one of the greatest easily one of the greatest bands Mm. that's ever been if you were to see, I mean, you know, let's just agree that they are some of the top musicians, technically, that have been out there. 
and showmanship is Mate, part of the concert. I, I, you Mossy, could not go to the concert Mossy's without the, the showmanship. Best guitarist living. Easily. Easily. No contest. If he were if he were a sports star, he would be Dustin Leversham. No 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 contest. You know what? That's a big call, but I've I I'm giving it to you. I I Yeah. Anyway, look, what I'm what I'm saying is that Without the showmanship of Cold Chisel on stage, it's it's no, they would still be amazing. But we appreciate their showmanship, just as we appreciate the showmanship of of um, of, of wrestling and and, uh, and the WWE. Yes, and it's not fake. It's so not G- GTFO, as the kids say, with with that bullshit. Now, the the news item is that um, there's a there's been quite an expansion of the wwe into saudi arabia that's now, right saudi yeah. arabia great friends of the uh, of the west our, our our great foothold in the middle east mm-hmm. um you know and there's been a real shared understanding there they we 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 share a lot of values with them um mainly that um they should own all the other middle eastern countries now there's been a bit of a controversy because um you know you, you had a home match so you had a bunch of wrestlers in the, uh, you know, decked out in the Saudi Arabian regalia, and as you know, when when you represent your country in in WWE, you you really represent, you know, you go hard. That's right. And this is That's the right. sticking point. You see, you had um, Arya Daivari, who's a Iranian wrestler, who was there, sort of. Um, you know, he's there with his brother Sean, and and as you know, their their roles in the matter are, are sort of to be cheeky troublemakers stirring the pot. So of course they're decked out in the Iranian flag, and you know, talking smack to the Saudi guys. And um, of course, you know, they they got their asses handed to them. Yeah. Um, which made everyone in the crowd happy, but yep. uh, <clears throat> you know, Saudi Arabia is sort of a different sort of society and to even have people wearing the Iranian flag on television there and just saying these things even though it is all part of the game and it's it's showmanship that's right drums yeah. up a bit of controversy so th- there's a lot of people unhappy yeah I, look I um I also think that uh with regard to the uh let's say the unhappy audience or the uh discontented audience I think uh, it adds to the show a little bit, so I, I don't see any problem in that. I, I think let's upset them. Let's let's make it all part of the show and and let the game go on. Well, the the only issue I have is that you know there are certain people calling for the show to never happen again and for for punishments and all this kind of stuff, and that and that's not on at all. No, you know I think you you have to let people. You know I, I don't want to sort of stride into this situation and tell them what to do but you know just just change change the way that you think as a whole you know that's what i'm saying to the society i'm saying just change you know it's not that hard no and i also uh, we can rest assured in knowing that I, I had a conversation with the prince of saudi arabia quite recently over the telephone and i know that he absolutely is a huge fan of the game 
and he knows where it's at. I don't think we need to worry too much about the results and um, and the audience perspective. And it's all part of the show, and the prince knows this, and he's going to let the game go on. So it's it's good. It's good. We don't need to worry yeah. too much about this. Of course. I mean, uh, you know, it it's sort of just a, a side result, I suppose. It's a side effect of, you know, when you when you have this situation where the the U.S. sort of pretends that it has so much in common with Saudi Arabia, which probably is the one country most directly responsible for 9-11 and, you know, funds terrorism and um, is extremely despotic and authoritarian and, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff that the US sort of uses as a pretext to invade other places That's and right. destroy other places. That's but, right. Um, you know, so it's, it's sort of this little um, play along, which is why I think the WWE being there, and I know you won't agree with this necessarily, but... I think that's a nice parallel with the WWE itself is uh-huh. that the sort of um, the stories of those players and the, the conflicts that are created sort of mirror this um, sort of fanciful little pageantry that goes on where everyone pretends that the US and Saudi Arabia and the West have like anything in common at all besides like being like power hungry colonialist scum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's great. I think so, too. You know, I had a conversation with my betting agent recently, and I don't... I just bet because it keeps it interesting, but truly I actually believe in the sport rather than one team over another. But regardless, I had a conversation with my betting agent, and uh, he mentioned that it is possible that the tensions between the two countries are actually in support of WWE as a sport itself. So it's just to make the game just that much more interesting and that both countries, and the Prince, like I said, is a massive fan of the sport. Um, so it, it remains to be told if uh, perhaps Trump, given his history of television and uh, excitement and controversy, perhaps might be just as big of a fan and might be contributing to the tensions just to make the sport more watchable. Well, Trump, Trump is a... A shareholder in the WWE, and he's participating. He is, in isn't he? That's before. right. You know, there's that um, there's that infamous scene where he uh, he sort of cucked Vince McMahon in the ring that's by right, shaving that's right. his head. Do you, uh, can yeah. we can we listen to that audio just quickly? Yeah, we sure can. Okay, great. Well, there you have it. Yep. 
Yeah. And you know, I mean, it just goes to show how the, the passion. Destroyed him. Yeah. Trump is a master showman. Um, whatever you think of his politics, he really knows what he's doing um, when it comes to sort of muscly guys in garish costumes pretending to um, hate each other. And I, I salute him for that. I do as well. Well done, Mr. Trump. Indeed. Let's 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 have some applause for Mr. Trump. This is limousine with it, my moves are like dreams. They call me the demon on special teams. I know how to rock from the toes to the head. When I pull the trigger, I'll knock you dead. I'm a mountain man from West VA. They call me Herc and I came to play. I learned long ago to ram it just right. You can ram it all day and ram it all night. Now, let's move on to the next uh, headline here. Mm-hmm. Now, this is um, this is to do with the sport of wife carrying. You're a big fan. I'm a big fan. It's I've been obscure. following it since the start. A started. lot of our fans are probably fans. But as you said before, this is about educating people. So I'll start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So Finland, right? Yep. Um, great country. You know, the capital is most famous for having a... Um, weird sort of psychological affliction named after it where you love someone who is inflicting violence that's right that's right the city Um, was named great stuff after that um, after the Stockholm syndrome wasn't it after it was it was a professor Stockholm who came up with the um, with the theory oh yeah uh, uh, Eric Stockholm that's right yeah yeah Yeah. the the founder of Stockholm you know 8th century pioneer and um uh great uh, polo uh, competitor also I did not know anyway, that well there you go I, I, even even you can learn something it's I mean you know but I'm sure you know you know, you would know a lot of um, obscure trivia that I wouldn't know so I'm, I'm not trying to <clears throat> sorry I'm not trying to lord it over you or anything now the the wife carrying world championship just took place the the sports had its 20th year anniversary in finland um you know and it was a massive event you know 60 couples Mm -hmm. and um 14 countries that's right that's right now it's a lot of fun and um it's a the the course is um regulation 253.5 meters yep as you know um uh, based on the Fibonacci sequence uh, and sacred geometry, so you know those those numbers are set in stone. That's right. Now, um, the way it works is that, that there's four different techniques of carrying the wife. There's the traditional piggyback, um, which is sort of the, I guess the 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 original and the orthodox way of of playing. Yep. Um, and then there's the uh, the wife dangling upside down on the carrier's back. Yeah. Then there's thrown over the shoulder or, or crosswise across the shoulder. And the, the the game so far, at least, doesn't separate between those leagues. It's not like swimming where you have freestyle and, and butterfly and um, That's right. dog paddle and all that kind of stuff. That's right. It's it, it's all free. It's all freestyle, basically. Now... Uh, did you watch? Did you watch? Did you manage to catch any of the championship this year? Um, I was out at a baseball game, but I did record it, and I have watched it since. Now it, it, it was a um, it was a very tense game and a very erotic one this year. Okay. Which um, yes, yeah. I, I mean, I, as you know, I, there's it. It's sort of uh, intrinsically tied to you know BDSM subcultures because right. the wife is 
is whipping the man. That's right. And um, and I, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but um, uh, Deborah Quilton, um, Rennie Platt's wife, was also wearing a gag. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm. A ball gag. Well, I think he uh, he mentioned, um, as you know, two years ago they came so close as a couple, uh, second place by uh, a matter of seconds, and the. You know, there was a big fallout with them as a couple. They were sort of brawling at the press conference afterwards. And That's right. He sort of was laying the blame uh, on her extremely loud voice in his ear, do, um, do giving him a bit of, giving him hearing problems, which, as you know, is tied to the inner gyroscope, so it threw off his sense of balance. But do you think um, that perhaps the so ball he, gag- he obviously, she she put in a good showing of um, resisting this idea, but he obviously won in the in the end because yeah. they've they've shown up this year with a uh you know with a gag for her yeah and um I'd, I'd like to congratulate deborah for for being so dedicated to the sport i mean some people would think that is um humiliating and you know degrading but um you know she's out there showing that um one let's not let's not uh kink shame people you know, it's let's let's not be judgmental of of what what people do and what gets them off and That's all that right. kind of thing. That's right. And, and if I, if and I can just that, um, if I can interject very quickly, uh, just sure. quickly for those of you listening out there, if it is in the name of sports, it cannot be humiliating. It cannot be. If it's in the name of sports, you cannot mm. humiliate someone. Anyway. Pardon me for the. You're, you're uh, saying the if 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 you're striving for victory. Um, oh well, that's right. Look, my look. Uh, sorry to interrupt again. My neighbours just um, made some modifications to the cart, and um, geez, he must be breaking the the twenty kilometres an hour barrier right now. That oh thing wow, is going. Anyway, I can I can hear him going around the corners. It's, it sounds incredible. Look, I'll have to get him on here one day. He's a bit of a recluse, so I don't know if he'll go for it. But um, I'll, I'll do my best. Oh, we, we can always ask him real and see how it goes. So so back to the um, the wife carrying. What I would say is that um, it's one of the only sports I can think of where you know the the sort of the marital dynamics are born out on the international stage. You know, uh, that's right. Maybe from, um, you know, dual figure skating, but even then, they're not necessarily married. Whereas no. in this case, they, by definition, have to be to enter. That's right. That's um, right. And same sex couples are included. They were first included eight years ago, um, a bit ahead of the rest of the world. In that regard, Finland's quite progressive. And the, the interesting thing is that even when they are same-sex couples, there's still the designation of the person being carried as the wife. Yeah. And the, the person doing the carrying is the husband. That's right. Even if they're both women or even when you have um, heterosexual couples who, where the, where the wife is carrying... And, um, for instance, you have uh, Villa Parvainen, who's uh, the famous jockey That's right. from uh, Denmark. 
who is uh, a very small man, and uh, his wife Sari, who is um, huge. You know, she's absolutely massive. She she's actually a, a weightlifter. She um, now she she didn't she never made it to the Olympics or anything like that, but. You know, she took it quite seriously. Obviously, she did, and I, and I think, like I think house. that uh, I think she should have made it to the Olympics back in uh, back in '84. I, I mean, we all mm. saw what happened. Anyway, moving on. So she she carries um, Villet, right? That's right. And uh, the commentators will still refer to her as the husband and to him as the wife, and that's not emasculating at all for him. He's, um, you know, he respects her role in the sport, and she respects his. He because also he is he also, an experienced jockey. That's right, and he, he also he also respects the uh, the tradition of the sport in which it is wife carrying. No matter who you are, if you are yeah. being carried, you are the wife. You could be carrying a dog. That's right. It and would that's, be your wife. Well, I'm not sure if um, they've allowed uh, animals in because of the weight disparity there. I think that would be a bit of a disadvantage. But I take your point. Um, and you see, Villa, he he participates um, wearing his old jockey's uniform and, and uses his uh, riding crop to, to whip Sari. That's right. And you can see by the way he throws himself into that and she responds that that's sort of something that they've done on their own and practiced quite a bit. That's right. And it's, it's really nice to see that connection, you know, just sort yep. of play out. Absolutely. Daddy Hill, take a look at my stock. I catch what they throw me and I like the block. I'm quick off the line as I can be, cause I don't want big running over me. This is baby face and I don't yield. I'm a tackling fool on the football field. From the Jersey Shore to Baboa Bay. If you run at me, you'll have a bad day. This is RB, no speedball brown. Fastest man in the whole damn town. Cars and ladies are a part of my creed, but more than that, I feel the need for speed. This is Catcher, out to make a run. With shades on, I can catch a BB in the dark. So now you're ready and I'm sure you'll agree. The ramming is fun when you're ramming with me. All right, guys, it's uh, time for our regular segment, a tribute to the player. All right, this week we've got a an amazing sportsman who some of you, I think most of you would have heard of, some of you maybe not, but that's what the segment's for. We have this week Pueblo Townsend, uh, who is Korean. Mm. Funnily enough, his parents are from Argentina, but he was born in Korea. He is the eight-time champion... In competitive street walking, he uh, joined the sport in 1966, despite his parents refusing to let him. He was arrested in uh, uh, he was arrested in 1967. This was the end of his career, so he only lasted one year. And I'll get to that. He was arrested in 1967 for public insertion, and he was beaten to death in custody. So he died that year. So here's where the tricky part happens. He won eight times uh, his competitive street walking because he decided to compete in multiple countries. And what he would do in all those countries is he would go under different identities, whereas the rule says in competitive street walking that you can only enter once a year. And it is only one league globally. So um, he went under different identities, including once as a female. Um, and only after he died uh, was it discovered that he had uh, he had gone under different identities. But because, and as some of you may, uh, some of you may know, of his uh, immense immense sense of charm 
and, uh, and, and wit, and he was an extremely beautiful man, they actually allowed him to keep his, uh, his awards, his, his wins for every year. So there you go, Pueblo Townsend. Uh, look, I, I do have to ask, though, when you say, um, because I, I'm not um, that familiar with um, Mr. Townsend, and I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up because there's a lot of questions lingering around his death. Look, you might um, actually not can, know Pueblo can, Townsend. You might actually know some of his other alter egos. He he went under. Um, I think you might know Regina Prink. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. I'm dead serious. That's that's wow. Pueblo Townsend. Okay. No, that okay. I always thought Regina had quite a a manly chin. But you know, the, the main thing I wanted to ask about is was his death. Now, public insertion. That's right. What exactly happened during this incident? Well, as you know, public insertion is illegal in Denmark, and um, which is odd because most of the rest of the world allows it, um, except I think. And they're and they're generally pretty, pretty, pretty um, loose. You know, laissez-faire. That's about. right. That's right. That's right. So I think it's one of those laws that existed years ago that was never changed, probably from oversight, but. Um, so he was arrested for public insertion. He was in a um, in a thrift store, and it was assumed at first that he was stealing, but he was simply just publicly inserting. Uh, and mm. the authorities they happened to have an undercover police officer in the store at the time, and he was caught. Unfortunately for him, and um, as far as I understand, and for the rest of us, it, that's right. And as far as I understand. Pueblo did not actually realize that it was illegal in Denmark. So he he just went about as though he would in any other country where it would have been fine. But um, indeed, he was caught, and the officer in question revealed himself, and he was brought into the police station, where apparently he was tied up and, um, and beaten up by other inmates. Well, well, that's, I mean, that's disgraceful. It's it's you know you, it's terribly you sad. That, you think that would lead to a uh, you know very cold reassessment of whether this um, anti-public insertion legislation is is fair and what it creates. You know they've deprived the world of a major um, star. That's right. Just by having this antiquated, you know, probably dreamed up by some old you know epileptic religious figure in the dark ages. That's right. And what what good has it done, you know? Well, Nothing. it's it's done the it's, opposite it's, of good. It's done bad. Yes, it's done a lot of harm, a lot of harm. Mm. Anyway. Now, at this point, um, I would, uh, I would. This is where I would read um, some copy from a sponsor, but unfortunately, we at the moment have no sponsors, um, which is why you can hear. My neighbor's go kart track. I mean, usually, usually I, I had to sell the soundproofing. And furthermore, we're not usually doing this at home. I'm in a studio, you're in a studio. That's right. And <clears throat> we're doing it tough. We're doing it tough this week. You know, it, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I've got no money and that you've got no money because we are um, very heavily employed in other sporting uh, capacities. That's right. Um, but. It's more that this particular podcast has to stand on its own as a business entity. And and right now it's sort of taking the function as, um, 
it's your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. No, that's what I'm hearing from around. It's it's sort of like it's not popular with the masses just yet. But everyone else who makes sport sports podcasts are listening to this and going, Wow, this is the future shit. Like this is the stuff that we wish we could make. That's right. And, and we've like, been we've in been like three years, every every sporting podcast is gonna sound like this. And we've been often the first to to reveal information about certain sports that that other podcasts have been taking from us i mean we've been a, a source for them of information so i i take that as a as a high compliment yeah me me too i mean i also it bothers me when that's sort of you see that being monetized um and i would like a piece of it and i'm talking to people about that so all you all you um other podcasts out there who are biting our style just just know that we're coming for you eventually now there's uh there's one last uh thing i want to talk about it's um just a little quick item uh i don't know if you know but the british and world marble championships were held very recently yep yep uh, that's right in a, in a pub in sussex I, I, I appreciate, first of all, that it's called the British N-World. You know, it, it, sort of impl- it sort of shows a bit of ambition on their part, that they're sort of willing to, uh, you know, reach for the stars and, and say, this is not just a bunch of, you know, geezers in a pub rolling some glass balls around. This is uh, significant on the world stage. And I agree with that. I'm I'm sports mad, and if you do anything and call it a sport, I'm there. I'm reporting on it. I'm gathering the information, and I'm treating it seriously. Yeah. And and you're the same, Brian. Absolutely. Anyway, look this this competition's been there since 1932. It's it's not to be messed with, you know. I mean, it's not the oldest sport out there, but it's that's certainly a tradition that can't be laughed at. That's right. But um, the game's many hundreds of years old. Oh, is that the uh, Melbourne Formula One? I it is. It most certainly is. It's. Uh, they're just having a look. It's. They're just testing out one of the cars right now. I believe it's a Fender Buer. Fender Buer 280. It looks looks like a Fender Buer 280 that they're trying out right now. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, look, it it might be uh, considered humiliating that there's all this noise and stuff but i think we're right in the guts of it that's right i think that's great that's right i actually think maybe we shouldn't um focus on getting back to the studio and doing this in a more uh so-called professional way well Uh, one that's more one that's more uh relatable to the audience i i don't want some interruptions in general but if those interruptions are due to sport then i'm all for it exactly I leave the reins on the Rams top gun. They say I'm as smooth as a 
and runner can be even sweetness and the others are talking about me. I like to dance and have a lot of fun when it comes to ladies want a brainy one. But enough about me, we hit a ram it, you see. If you ram it just right, you can ram it all night. Now back to the marbles. Um, all I wanted to say really, and I know you'll disagree with me, Brian, is that um, I don't really care about marbles and... Okay, I'm amazed that you say that. I'm amazed. I, I think the best, um, the, the best application for the marbles is that, you know, one of them rolls into a gutter and someone says, you've lost your marbles. It's a really funny joke. And it's like, wow, we haven't heard that for the millionth time. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's just no, I, there's a lot I'm, going on for me. And, um, look, I'm willing to you know, let this one go. I'm willing to let this one go, but I really hope you do reconsider the appreciation uh, of, of the sport. It is, it is truly a gentleman's sport. I suppose you're right. I mean, look, what, what's happening here is I'm, I'm allowing the turmoil in my own personal life to spill over into my job and that's highly unprofessional i'm i'm sorry that's I'm, okay that's okay i want to apologize for those of you who uh who uh, are listening there, there is a lot of strategy involved that's that's right um just for those of you out there who are listening and who who may not know about josh's uh personal turmoil uh about seven days ago about a week ago seven or six days ago uh, Josh fell over from uh, mountain biking in um, in the north of Sydney and happened to break his pinky finger and uh, it stopped him from playing cricket properly and it has upset both he and I and also uh, the local team uh, up in Terrigal so it, it is very difficult but Josh you will recover I know this and you will be, you will recover stronger than ever I know this I know you as a player Look, and I know that this I, is how it's going to happen I really appreciate you saying that I mean I, I didn't want to bring this up um, I just thought I can just push through the podcast and get it done but you know I mean too often we, we don't talk about this, the things that are affecting us and I'm uh you know, I, I guess here I am. Here I am. That's right. Know, just giving myself, you know, to the public. And this is me. This is raw. Uh, it's unfiltered. I'm, That's right. Um, I, I can't hold it in any longer. And I guess I, I, as soon as you started talking about this, I was really furious. But now I'm, I'm grateful because I see that this is the catharsis that I needed. That's right. Um, Look... Know, how about um, our podcast was almost named sport as catharsis um, which <laughs> is a great name for a podcast but um, well look how about um, how about we know. how about we create a new segment this week uh, just for future and uh, look out there you listeners if you guys have any any personal problems relating to sports that you'd like to share with the rest of the audience please please get in touch with us you can either call us at nine three six seven one triple O, or you can get in touch uh, with us on our Facebook page, which is behind the player. And you can also get in touch with Josh personally on uh, Josh. Would you like to tell us the address? Uh, behind the player at gmail.com, or you can uh, speak to either of us on Twitter. Um, you know where it is. Okay. Well, look, thanks. Thanks very much for, um, 
tuning in and, and riding through what turned out to be a very emotional episode. I, uh, I appreciate the support from all you listeners out there and from you, Brian. Um, as I said before, you, you sound fantastic in a podcast format. And I think... And you do are, as well, Josh. We are moving forward. Great. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you next week. See you next week. Grab it. Do you-